Welcome to Rock Your Retirement. I'm Kathy, your host for this episode, and I'm here with my husband, Les. Say hi, Les. Hi. (laughs) I wanted to thank you. For those of you who reached out to us after episode 107, and I'm not sure when this show is going to be released. Some of you know that I batch my episodes, which means that I record everything on pretty much one day so that I can live my life the rest of the time. That's sort of how I rock my retirement. Actually, I'm not even retired. But I could retire if I wanted to, which is why I started the show. But for all of you who reached out to us after episode 107, it meant so much to us. Yes, thank you so much for all of the messages. Yes, it really did mean a lot. And so I just wanted to thank you and let you know that it just meant, meant the world to us. So so thanks. But let's talk about what we were going to talk about today. And that is Airbnb. Yep, Airbnb. And we weren't really sure if we were going to like it. So let me give you the background story. And that is that Les's brother reached out to us a couple of weeks before the the Rose, Rose Bowl. Right, the Rose Bowl. And what happened was his team won to to play in the Rose Bowl. Yes. Okay. So neither one of us are humongous sports fans, but Les does follow it when there's a team that he's interested in. Right, Les? Yes, I do. Okay. And I, the only time I follow football is if somebody invites me to the Super Bowl and I'll watch it slightly while I wait for the commercials. (laughs) So I'm not a huge football fan, although I do like the social aspect. So anyway, it's a big deal to play in the Rose Bowl. That's the point. Right. It's a big deal. So Les's brother called him and said, my team just won. And Les actually was watching that game. Mm -hmm. And he said the team won. And he called us about four or five hours after the team won and said, I'm going to be in Pasadena. Would you like to come? And since we live in San Diego, we said, sure. So then we had to figure out a place to stay. And of course, all the hotels were sold out. (laughs) Right, Les? Yes. And the nearest hotel was in Los Angeles. Well, (laughs) I don't know about you, but I am not going to drive every day from Los Angeles to Pasadena. I mean, we might as well drive from San Diego. That would... That would be a ridiculous drive, in my opinion. What about, what do you think, Les? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's not even an option. Yeah. So we wanted to be close so that we would be able to spend time with his brother. And, of course, his family, because uh, it wasn't just his brother. There was, um, you know, his brother's wife and his niece. And and um, we wanted to spend that time together. So since all the hotels were sold out, we started looking at Airbnb. Now, Les, have you ever been with have you ever stayed anywhere on airbnb no no neither have i and so i was a little nervous um and we thought that we would find a place where it was you know the whole place because on airbnb you can rent out a whole place right les yes les do you remember how much the the uh the whole place was that we could rent in pasadena uh yeah it wasn't bad i mean it was like no 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 a whole place, a whole apartment. Yeah, I think it was like eight hundred dollars. That's something. not bad. No, that's eight hundred a night. You think that's cheap? No, 
<laughs> I thought it was 800 for the whole thing, you know, for no. two, two nights. No, it was 800 a night was the cheapest oh, okay. whole house <laughs> or whole apartment or whatever it was. In Les's defense, I'm the one that did the research on this. Yeah, I was going to say, how would I know? (laughs) So anyway, 800 a night, that was just beyond what we were going to spend. And so then I started looking. Well, you couldn't find one, too, either. That was the other aspect of this. I mean, you you couldn't find a whole house. No, there was one for 800 a night. Yeah, and as soon as you started to show some interest in it, it got booked well, I didn't want to spend 800 a night anyway. Did yes. you? No. I no. mean, if I'm going to spend 800 a night, I want them to like bring me bonbons in bed. Yeah. I mean, I want to be treated like a queen. I don't want to just have a plain room. I mean, that's a lot of money. It is. So, so anyway, I kept looking and I found a room in somebody's house. And I wasn't really sure what Les would think about that because you like your privacy, don't you, Les? Yes, I do. But it was a reasonable pr- It was $200 a night, which is comparable to what a normal hotel room would, you know, like at the Marriott or something. Maybe two, $300 a night would be what a Marriott would cost normally in Pasadena. Yeah, in, in that range. But, of course, during the Rose Bowl... Right. That hotel room would probably be five to eight hundred. Well, you couldn't even get it because they're all sold yeah. out. I mean, there it there wasn't even a hotel room within ten miles. I mean, the nearest hotel room was probably ten, twelve miles away. And f- if you're living in a rural area, that doesn't seem bad. But in the Los Angeles area, that could literally be an hour or more away. And so we didn't want to risk being that far away. So anyway, we found this room in somebody's house and I thought it was really interesting because the woman was pretty arty. She played the harp and she had harps and I think the listing was called Secret Garden or something. And so we signed up for Airbnb and we went ahead and dove in, pulled the trigger and purchased the room. One one thing though that we need to point out and that is Airbnb doesn't tell you until you show an interest in a particular property exactly where it is. You have to... And and so we wanted to be close to the parade route. So it was a little tough to be sure that we weren't going to be too far away. Right. So what Airbnb does is you have to not necessarily book it, but you have to... I don't know. There's a button that you have to push that basically says, "I, I want to reserve. And then what happens is an email or a text or something goes to the host, and then they respond to you. And so that's what happened. Yep. And she responded, and just a lovely, lovely woman. It was a little different. How old would you say that house was? Probably built in the late 70s, I would say. You think it was that new? Yeah, hard to say. Yeah, really hard to say. With that pink tile? Yeah. Was that 70s? I thought that was more like 50s. Pink and green tile. Yeah, it did have pink and green tile, but I don't know. It's Well, it's certainly in the range of 60s, 70s. Or 50s. Or 50s, 40s. maybe. <laughs> I think it's a little newer than 40s. And, I would and, say 50s, based on the tile. Yeah. That would be my guess. So, And because it was in California... In Los Angeles, it was pretty cold. 
wasn't it, Les? Oh, you mean cold, cold temperature temperature wise. cold. Yeah, because it didn't have very much insulation. I don't think it had any insulation. Well, even back in the 50s, they put something in the house, in the walls. but It was pretty cold. But it's certainly single-pane glass and all that kind of stuff that, uh, that uh, normal houses today are built with. Right. Now, if you're living somewhere where you're in the middle of a snowstorm, I don't know when this episode is going to get released. I mean, we might release this in July. Who knows? But if you live somewhere where it's cold, you're thinking... You yeah, don't, big deal, Big right? deal, big you don't, deal. No cold. But you have to understand that if you live in California, you don't have clothes to wear when it's cold, mm-hmm. pretty much. I mean, I wear flip-flops pretty much every day of the year. When I say flip-flops, I mean sandals where my toes are exposed. Um, for this trip, though, I brought my toe socks. <laughs> Which is a good thing. And the reason why I have toe socks is so that I can wear my flip-flops with keeping my feet a little bit warm. I should post a photo of them in the in the show notes. Head over to the show notes um, yeah. and I'll, I'll post a photo. I, I want to point out that it gets down to 50 at night in many parts of California, including Pasadena. And we were going to be going to the parade before 7 o'clock in the morning. And I was kind of surprised that Kathy only took some <laughs> socks with some sandals. What am I supposed to bring? I have pumps for my, you know, when I used to work. And I have these Tennis shoes. Tennis shoes. I mean, we, we ended up walking for a couple of miles as it was, you know. Okay, you have a point. I could have brought tennis shoes, I guess. But they take up so much room when you're packing. Your shoes don't take up any room. My shoes take room. <laughs> so anyway, it was it was pretty cold. But our host had like these really great blankets wasn't weren't those blankets great yeah the blankets were good but the heater was the key so she brought in and we didn't ask for it but we had we stayed there overnight already before she brought the heater no 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 the heater was there well she actually brought the heater out she Mm -hmm. she said you know i forgot to bring the heater out i think it was the day we checked in i forgot to bring the heater out And if you let me come into your room, I'll get you two heaters, one for the bedroom and one for the bathroom. And, oh, that was another thing I wasn't sure Les was going to like, the whole bathroom situation. It was, quote, unquote, a semi-private bathroom. What do you think about semi-private bathrooms, Les? Yeah, I don't like them, but, uh, (laughs) but in this case, it worked out fine. It only worked out because it wound up being a private bathroom to us. Yeah. But the reason why it was semi-private is our host gives music lessons, and the bathroom that we had wasn't an on, you know wasn't an ensuite. It, we had to open our door and just walk two steps to get to the bathroom. But it might have been shared with her students, right? Yeah, yeah. But she didn't have any students that day, so or the, or the those couple days. of days. Yeah, yeah, because it was you know it was a holiday, so that could have been a problem, but it wasn't. No. The bathroom, you know, as I said before, was pink. And was there green tile, too, or just pink tile? I remember pink. I don't remember the green. But it wouldn't surprise me to find out that it has green as well. (laughs) And the shower was so small. The the thing that threw you off is that the toilet had been replaced, for instance, and and the faucet had been replaced. So it was a little tough to, to tell. Normally, you tell by the fixtures, you know, the faucets and so on. Well... To me, I, I, if I see pink tile, I think 50s. Yeah. So anyway, it was hard for me to adjust 
the shower. I don't know why, like it was really difficult, like the faucet. Oh, yeah. The valves had been replaced, but but the valves were not the type of valves we have today that have uh, ceramic fittings and so on. And so as a result, they were really hard to turn. Right. Very hard to turn. Like when I first did it, I thought I was breaking it. It was that hard. It would be as if your shower was turned off and you ha- and you were trying to turn it off more. <laughs> I was like, "Am I breaking this shower?" Like I didn't. I didn't really know. So, I guess the point is. Did you want to say something? No. I, I guess the point was that it was an old house, not like a hotel. But if was- I were the listener, I think I would start to wonder about about this. It wasn't. No. It wasn't bad. It was a, actually a pretty nice little house. Well, I want to tell you the good things of it. So the host, I thought, made the trip. Oh, sure. She was great. She was so warm and so friendly and without being obtrusive, without being in our face. Right, Les? Yeah. Oh, when we arrived, there was a bottle of wine with two glasses. The refrigerator had almond milk for us because we don't, we don't do dairy. It had couple of bottles of coconut water, which I don't, I don't like coconut water. What else was in that refrigerator? Oh, blueberries, blueberries for our breakfast and eggs for our breakfast. Now we never wound up using the eggs, but we did use the coconut or I'm sorry, the almond milk and the blueberries and the blueberries. We brought a blender, you know, a small blender. What what do you call that thing? A Nutribullet. Yeah. We brought the Nutribullet with us and some protein powder I, I take a special kind of protein powder because I, I can't do whey, which is dairy. And it worked out great. Yes, it did. It was good. I mean, is so a hotel going to do that for you? You left the heater up in the air. Okay. So she brought this little tiny heater that was amazing and how quickly it heated up the room to yeah, a the, point where it was almost like a bake oven. The first but, night. After yeah. that, we, we figured it out. Yeah. Yeah, that heater was definitely appreciated. But the first night, we... <laughs> We were a little warm. <laughs> yeah, it was Yeah, bake oven. It was. So going back to the host, she just made us feel so welcome. Um, she had fresh flowers in the room. It was really nice. And by the way, we arrived there when she wasn't there. Right. So she made arrangements for that. The, the one thing that, that struck me about the Airbnb is the flexibility that the owner of the house can give you. It's not going to happen every time, of course, but in this particular case, it was really great. Yeah, she was really flexible about letting us check in. She had a keypad and texted me the the code. And she was also flexible about when we left. I mean, it wasn't a hard, oh, you got to leave by 11 a.m. Right. What time? I mean, we didn't even leave till like... Till like 3, 3.30, you know, something like that. Yeah, and we would have been charged for another day at a hotel if we would have done that. That's right. And we could keep our luggage there. Yeah, and that's a thing for me, especially in the Los Angeles area. I don't want to leave luggage in the car. When I lived there, I got my car broken into, and I had thousands of dollars worth of equipment stolen. So I'm very, very leery about leaving anything in a car in Los Angeles. I'm sure that's any big city, but I guess just sure. because I was burned. <laughs> and, and I realized that Pasadena is not Los Angeles, but it is in Los Angeles County, just like Les and I don't technically live in San Diego, but we live in San Diego County. So just understand I'm using that as a generic county term. So what else did you like about the the situation? Well, parking. 
one of the best things about it was the parking situation because in Pasadena there's a an ordinance that uh, prevents you from parking overnight and we were able to park in her driveway which was was really great and also we were far enough away from the the parade that parking wasn't an issue on the street during the day uh, but it could have been and and being able to park in her driveway would have been a really a boon because parking of course costs 20 and up uh, during the parade day. Well, parking in general, you usually have to pay for parking when you stay in a hotel. Yes, well... Depending on where. Yeah, I was going to say. In a city, yes, but not so much in the suburbs and in in the country. You know what else I liked about it was the area. Yeah, it was a nice residential area. And you didn't have to worry about having like a lot of noise from the other people in a hotel room, except for... New Year's Eve, there was a little bit of noise from outside. Yeah, that you can expect. Les and I are such fuddy-duddies. What time do we usually celebrate New Year's Eve? 9 o'clock. Which is what time, East Coast time? 12 o'clock. That's right. So we celebrate East Coast New Year's Eve. We watch the ball go down (laughs) in real time. That's right. And then 9 o'clock, we're ready to go to bed. Oh, there was one other thing that I really liked about the area, and that was that book, The Library. Yes, the oh. little, little Library. What was that called? LittleFreeLibrary.org. That was so cute. It was a box on a pole in front of her house, and her house wasn't the only one that had one of these things. And it had books in there, and it, it had a little sign on it that said, Take a book, return a book. You know what? I think I'm going to post a picture of that in the show notes, too. Yeah, that would be good. And it had a, a sight glass so that you could see what was inside it. You just opened up. You could also, yeah. yeah, it had it had a glass door, but you could just open that door and either take a book or leave a book. And it was full. Yep. I thought that was pretty cool. And we saw at least one or two more in the neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if they do it in non-Los Angeles area neighborhoods, but it seems to me that even if you couldn't get one of these little boxes in your neighborhood, I bet you could get the Boy Scouts to build one for you. Yeah, I, that's probably true. I want to put one in our front yard. Let's talk about that, Les. Yeah, I, I don't have any problem with it. I, I have no idea what the HOA has to say about it. <laughs> Let's just put it in the front yard and see what see what happens. I don't think anyone will complain. No, I don't think so either. It kind of looks like a little birdhouse, don't you think? Mm-hmm. So anyway, I thought that was really cute. The Pasadena area was just really cute. I think that staying in somebody's home gave us a much different perspective than staying in a hotel. Oh, sure. Pasadena is a nice area. I have spent very little time in Pasadena because I didn't grow up around Los Angeles or even live near there other than living in San Diego, which is two hours away. Every time I go there, I'm struck by a couple of things. The streets are practically all tree-lined, for instance. And big trees. And they're big, old trees. So Pasadena is a relatively old area. Old for California. Yeah, yeah. And so it it just makes for a pleasant, calm place to be. And you get down into the city areas, and and they're nicely maintained and everything. So it's, you know, there's the, the usual poverty that surrounds all cities these days. But it's not in your face like it can be in many cities. So it's a pleasant place to be. And and to stay in an Airbnb instead of one of those high-rise hotels 
just gives you a better feel for the town. Yeah. I, I would do it again. Would you, Les? Yeah. So all in all, we had a great experience with Airbnb, and I think we're going to be using them more. Yeah. I'm going to cry, though. There's there's no Airbnb frequent stay points like you get with the Marriott. Yeah, right. That's probably my only... Um, the only thing that's keeping me from doing Airbnb all the time is I love getting my free points. Yep. There's another thing, though, that we discovered pretty much. My my brother got to his hotel via Uber from the Los Angeles airport, which is a, a relatively long trip. And it cost him like $80 for the whole trip, all three of them to go in, in the Uber. Which is probably cheaper than a van would have been for three people. And then they had friends that actually were staying in Los Angeles because they couldn't get a place. They didn't choose to go Airbnb. Los Angeles, though. Yes, Los Angeles. They Ubered to Pasadena. And while we were having dinner, my brother called Uber for them, and the car was there within seven minutes. It was, you know, I'm phenomenally impressed. Isn't technology amazing? Yes, it is. I love this person-to-person style that we're headed towards. Yeah. You know, Uber is person-to-person. Airbnb is person-to-person. I just love it. Yeah. It's awesome. So all in all, we will probably use Airbnb again. And listener, if you have never used Airbnb, I wanted to let you know that when you're an Airbnb user, they give you this code where if your friends sign up, for Airbnb, they get $40 and you get $20 after your friend uses it for the first time. So I would love for you to help support the show by signing up for our Airbnb if you haven't done so already and use my code. And then the first time you use it, you'll get $40 off of your visit and I'll get $20 added to my account. Rather than read off that long code, if you're interested, just go to rockyourretirement.com slash Airbnb. See, Les, so we might get 20 bucks. Hey, <laughs> every little bit counts. Yeah, so that's the commercial for today. So no break today. I just wanted to thank you for listening. And you want to say anything else? No, no. Great. I, I just hope people have the same kind of experience that we had. We had a great experience. Now, granted, not everyone's going to want to share a room in somebody's house. Right. You know, but you can rent an entire house. In fact, we're taking another trip this summer, and I was looking at the, there's going to be eight of us taking the trip, and I was looking at, we could rent an entire house for $350 a night, which is way cheaper than a hotel. And you're all together, you all have your own room, and then you've got the common family room, you've got the kitchen. I would really like to do it that way. I'm trying to talk my family into it. Somehow I don't think they're going to do it, though. No, I don't either. I know that some of you do have reservations about it, but I have to tell you, based on our experience, it was fantastic. We would def- definitely do it again. So head on over to rockyourretirement.com slash Airbnb and get your $40 coupon. And Les, you'll be happy if we get 20 bucks in our account, won't you? Yes, I will. Yes, I will. <laughs> so we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Oh, wait. I wanted to thank you again for listening to the Rock Your Retirement Show. 
If you're a new listener, a good place to start is episode 116. This explains the six pillars of retirement lifestyle and our general philosophy. Episodes 1 through 236 can be thought of as an encyclopedia. These are topics that may or may not be interesting to you. You can listen to the ones that you're interested in and forget the rest until the issue becomes an issue for you. And that's okay. I actually don't recommend starting with episode one and working through until the most recent. That's actually not how the show was designed. Of course, if you want to do that so you can see how the show changed over time, you're welcome to. Now, starting in August, actually August 31st of 2020, we changed the format of the show. The monthly episodes starting with 237 follow a real retiree from her pre-announcement through her first year of retirement. There might be bonus episodes, but we're committed to monthly. If you've enjoyed any of our past shows or the show that you've just listened to and you want to support us, you can do so in any of the four ways. One, share this episode with a friend or family member who needs to hear it. This is the most important way that people find us. Since our audience is typically older, we grow by having our listeners share our episodes with others. Two, subscribe to or follow the show using whatever podcast catcher you're listening on right now. Now, if you're listening on your computer, you can listen on your smartphone by going to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, iHeartRadio, Spotify. I mean, I believe on all of them. If you can't find us on the podcast catcher that you'd like to use, send us a note on the website at rockyourretirement.com and we'll make sure that we get on your favorite podcast app. But basically, what you do is you download the app and then you search for the show and when you find it, you'll hit subscribe. Make sure it's the Rock Your Retirement Show and that you hear my voice when you listen. Um, actually, there were some episodes where Henry Shapiro was a guest. Uh, we, we actually downloaded some of his episodes. So if you hear him, it's probably still the, the same show. There were maybe 34 or 35 episodes back in the beginning that we hosted on our show uh, when he decided to leave podcasting. Number three, how you can support us is by leaving a review. Whatever podcast app you're listening to normally has the option of leaving a review, either a written review saying how great the show is or just with stars. Five stars is typically the best. And of course, we're shooting for those five star reviews. And if you tell us why you like the show, what you liked about it, it's actually easier for other people to understand what the show's about. A lot of people, when they find our show, they think it's about money. And of course, by now, you know that it's not. Number four, if you'd like to support us financially, of course, we're always appreciative of that. 
just go to rockyourretirement.com support and it will take you to our page where you can support us financially. Thanks again and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Bye.